on the line You got to leave it all, leave it all, leave it all on the line Hey Seacasters, I'm your host, Chrissy Swadling, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. We'll be talking about everything to do with health, fitness, well-being, and the power of your thoughts and the mind. So listen up, tune in, and let's go together. In this episode, I interview ex-Australian sprinter, presenter, and one of my good girlfriends, Katie Williams. We talk about how we are coping during COVID-19, and we also share our tips towards how we are also keeping fit and healthy during isolation. There is no doubt about us all feeling quite anxious and stressed during this time, but you also need to understand that you're not alone through this. This episode is a goodie, so make sure you pull up a chair, grab yourself a glass of wine, a coffee, whatever floats your boat, and listen up. Hello, Katie Willie. How are we doing? Welcome to Your Balance Co. Yeah, girl. It's so good to be here. I'm so excited. We've been trying to do this podcast for a long time and we chat all the time on the phone. So I'm just glad we get to record this one now. I'm so sorry. We can't be um, in person with each other recording this. We're currently doing this over audio, but that's how it is at the moment. And we're just rolling with it. We're adapting to all these crazy changes and it's great. I mean, I'm still doing my podcast. You're still doing yours. There's so much that we can do, you know, in isolation. We're still connecting. And that goes for everyone, I feel. Not just people who work online, but um, everyone who is going through this. So through this isolation, how are you How are you doing through all of this? I'm feeling really good. Um, I've had my days. Uh, we spoke the other day on the phone and, you know, <laughs> probably two days ago actually, about the ups and downs of this crisis. And, you know, financially I, I have been affected as mm. everyone has been affected. But mentally I'm feeling really good. Um, there's just a lot, I don't know, there's a lot to look forward to in this, in this crazy time. You know, we're having downtime, we're giving our bodies rest. A lot of us aren't training as much as we normally do and that's probably good to give our bodies rest. Our minds are resting a bit more. We're reading, we're painting, we're creating. I'm creating funny content. I never, ever created funny content before. I've always been very serious on my Instagram page. Know, and now I'm just- loving it. It's so great. A save and so- more. Oh, good. Thanks, girl. So it's just like, I don't know, I've been mucking around on TikTok and I just think like it is such, and I'm not taking away from how, you know, this is a very dark time for all of us, but we are all in this together and and everyone is experiencing different levels of struggle and pain and stress and fear, but we're all feeling those negative emotions. So I feel like as a collective, it's sort of nice to just be in this together. And I'm sort of getting comfort out of that. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling, but um, I'm embracing all the change. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like you said, it's kind of like we're letting go of all control from this situation and just letting it to be, because we are going to feel stressed. We are going to feel anxious and we're going to actually feel somewhat depressed because of how lonely we can feel in this time. But just because we're not getting that physical de- connection doesn't mean we're actually lonely. Like you said, we're all in this together. And for me personally, what I have got out of it is letting go of that control and just surrendering and allowing myself to change up my routine and to do other things. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, the gym. Like, that is such a big part of um, your and my life. And that's been literally, like, taken away from us. So we've had to do certain things in our everyday routine to switch that up. And, you know, whether it's home workouts or meditation or just changing things, it's kind of like it's we're kind of learning how to adapt in any circumstance. 
That's exactly right. And it's so interesting for us because, you know, really our whole routine has changed. Like, I'm just like you. I get up in the morning, I try and go for a walk, get out in nature, go to the sunrise, just like you, meditate, journal. And I usually try and do that outside of my house. And then I'll go to the gym or I'll go to work. Like I work, I work in a gym. So everything has completely changed. Like I didn't really spend a whole lot of time at home. I do a lot of work from home, but I would go to the library, go to cafes and do, and go to the studio when I'm recording, go to hustle when I'm boxing. And it's just like, everything has changed. Like I go to fitness first to do my own training and everything has completely changed and we're just cooped up inside. So so much of our real life is, is thrown on its head and, it, and it's amazing how you either, you have to adapt because mentally you won't cope if you don't adapt with all these changes and you have to surrender to what, you know, to our new reality. Like you yeah. can't fight it. You can't go, oh, I hate this. I hate this. I can't do this. This is our reality for now. And at the end of the day, we don't actually know when this is all going to change again. So yeah, you have to surrender to this new way of living. I'm just curious, are you an like extrovert or introvert? I think I'm an extroverted introvert because <laughs> I, I, I love people and socializing, but I love my people. Mm. Um, I do love people though. I find people very interesting. I, I actually talk to strangers and I often love to talk to homeless people. I, people find that very interesting, but I have a fascination with homeless people. I always if I can, I have a chat with them. I obviously give them money as well, but I like to just sort of chat with them as a guy in world square. I, I, I record my podcast in world square and um, sometimes we have sushi together and I buy him lunch and we have a chat and he's just funny. So I find I, love that. I, I, do, I do love people and I, I am extroverted, but I also really, really need my own time. Like I love, I do love being on my own. So I don't know. I think I'm, I'm 60, 40, 60% extrovert, 40% introvert. hundred percent. You can be like, like something's the same. Like it's also situational with how you're feeling, your mental state, what Absolutely. you're doing, you know? So I, I, saying you're an extrovert or an introvert and kind of labeling and identifying yourself at, at, like as that can sometimes like create barriers. I feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I never ever really valued alone time or stillness or quiet. You know, I'm a very high energy um, person, you know, like I, I was a sprinter. That was my thing. I, I did everything at a fast pace. I came, came at things with pace and I, I loved everything fast. You know, I was a, a real adrenaline junkie risk taker um, as a lot of athletes are. And, you know, I started doing kickboxing and boxing and I just loved the rush of all of that. And it's probably only been the last two or three years where I've completely embraced, you know, long distance running and slowing down and meditating and journaling and doing all these things that I would have previously turned my nose up at or laughed at. So do you find you've been benefiting from that? Like what what have you been getting out of that? Like slowing down a little bit? I think that I was running away from a lot of my own, um, problems and insecurities because I was staying so distracted. So, you know, probably one of my darkest times was a few years ago, I had trained my whole life for world title, not my whole life, the last, you know, I trained for two years straight. And I I suppose my whole life for the race that I wanted to retire on, and that was to go to Holland and run um, and win. I wanted to win because I was junior, junior world champion and I wanted to become 
the open world champion, which is a higher, an older age group. Um, and that's the highest you can go in my sport. So I really wanted to retire on that race and be the best in the world. And I, um, I got so sick and I had to cancel, cancel my race. And the doctor said I couldn't, I couldn't go over to Holland to compete. So I was sitting in the lounge with a nebulizer, which was helping me breathe because I had such a bad infection. I had bronchiolitis. And, um, you know, it was that point that I realized that everything I'm doing, you know, living this like fast paced life, not giving myself enough chance to rest and recover. Like all I did was train, you know, I was like 9% body fat. I was obsessed with winning. I was obsessed with training and I was a really great athlete, but I, um, I wasn't, I wasn't great enough in terms of allowing my body to rest and recover. I would have been a much better athlete if I had just slowed down. And, um, you know, I still, still sort of live with that. Um, I don't have regret because it's led me to where I am now. And it led me to learn to meditate and slow down and appreciate my body and, and allow my body, um, you know, like I was very restrictive with my eating and yep. um, very obsessive with training and so regimed and so disciplined. I didn't have a day off in like two years. You know, I just was so, so driven by the outcome and so obsessed with, you know, I just wanted to win and I sort of wanted to win at all costs. And that really led me to a pretty um, dark place when it was all stripped away from me and it was all my own doing, you know, I, I, so, you know, and that's the thing I wanted to retire on that race and I wanted to feel like a champion. And at the end of the day, like I should have already felt like a champion because I had had these amazing results, but at the time it just didn't feel good enough. So it's funny how, you know, I look back at who I was and, and, and the way I lived and it was just so intense. Everything I did was so intense. Every well, session it's, it's was like so everything was on uh, like fast forward and mm-hmm. you were just living life. And I find whether you are an athlete or you are just someone in your everyday life, we tend to do that. We tend to just continue to do things in a rush and we try to get things done quite quickly and we try to do the best and be the best and we have this expectation on how we should be every single day and if we don't meet that expectation we kind of get um disappointed in ourselves and by doing that and having that daily expectation and constantly pushing 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 you're not allowing yourself to be more in tuned with your body and in tune with what you need at that point in time and like you said before it's kind of like you're using your daily activities as a distraction from how you actually felt. And when you are constantly on the go um, physically, so is your mind. Your mind tries to keep up with your body, don't you, don't you feel? Like when you're constantly on the go, your mind is kind of, you get that kind of monkey-minded sense where, yes. yeah. So I find when you are constantly so busy, you create that monkey mind effect and that automatically just has a distraction and a numbing um, a numbing effect on your feelings and how how you are at that point. So that's something that I would like people to take away from this podcast. You know, maybe your life beforehand, you were trying to get like do a lot and move a lot and that could have been a distraction. So maybe even use this time through isolation as a form of just like slowing down. Therapy. therapy uh-huh. And asking, you know, how are you feeling rather than, straight away in the morning, getting up and going for a run or going for a walk or doing your to-do list, you know, like our whole schedule is being thrown out of whack. So maybe implement a completely different new schedule that's going to help you with your well-being and your mental state. So Katie, what is your current morning routine like now? 
I love that. I love everything you've just said there is, is, is so spot on. And it's exactly right. We do need to embrace this, this slowing down and listening to our body and checking in with ourselves. And that's exactly what I do in my morning routine. So Monday to Friday on Saturdays and Sundays, I don't do it on Monday to Friday. I mean, like, um, I'm in work mode, you know, and I, and, and I usually try and start my day. I do, I do start my day every day like this. Um, at the moment I'm doing the five thirty club, which is my friend has created a little community on, um, Instagram and he goes live. So we all sort of check into his live at five thirty in the morning. I don't, because at the moment I'm not, um, I'm not training people at hustle, which is the boxing gym I work at. And I'm not shooting anything. Like sometimes I'll be shooting. I have like an early call time or I'm not recording at the moment. So there's no real reason for me to get up at the moment because I don't have anywhere to be. So (laughs) I've decided to join the 5.30 club during this time to get me up and about in the morning because otherwise... To give you like a purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like to start your morning with a purpose and to get up and have a schedule. So... At the moment, I'm getting up at 5.30, which is standard from Monday to Friday. And I wake up in the morning and I make my bed. That's the first thing I do. Then I make myself a coffee. And then I sit down and I do my journaling. So I've got a journal called Five Minute Journal, which asks me three questions. It's got a little quote at the top. First thing is um, three things I'm grateful for. And then sometimes I do more than three. The second question is what would make today great? And it's three things. But sometimes I do more than three. And it'll say, what, what would make today great is basically like saying um, to-do list, but it tricks your mind into accepting and, and making these things positive. So rather than say to-do list, it feels like work. So I'll say, what would make today great? One would be meditation. Two would be getting in a training session. And then, I'll, then at the end, I usually add all the things that I want to do for work, like tick off the things. Like I'll feel really good when I um, uh, finalise this project on its deadline or, you know, so... I do have a mixture between work and then self, um, uh, like self-development tasks. So yeah, I, I really like that one. And then the last one is, um, so you, a daily so you do that with your, with your like to-do list. You kind of like, rather than saying to do this, it's what would make today great. Make today great. I, I love I that. Yeah. And I'll do it with, um, so, and sometimes I like when I've got a lot on my plate, which is usually always, I'll write it on a massive piece of paper and I'll say, what would make today great? And I'll go from order of priorities from top to bottom. So at the end I might have like read or go for a walk. The things that like I want to do, but like maybe aren't the biggest priority. And I'll put, um, my like big priorities. Like I might be on a deadline for a job or I might, um, have to do podcast research for a guest I've got in in the next two days. So like I'll put it in order of what needs to be done. Yeah. But in the mornings, what my morning must do's are, like I said, I wake up, have uh, make my bed, have my coffee, do my journaling. Then I'll meditate for either 10 to 20 minutes. Mm. Sometimes I'll only do five minutes mm. and I do Vedic meditation, which I learned a few years ago. So that's mantra based meditation. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I will either train or I won't train. So I'll plan my day. Oh, I forgot to do I plan my day. So I've got a diary, a, like a normal work diary. It's like a big one. I've got two. One is from me goals and one's from typos. So I'll plan my full day after my meditation. So once I've done my morning routine, I'll then plan my day. So usually my work day starts at nine, but it depends on what I've got going on. If I've got a lot going on, like if I'm training people, I'm up at 5.30 and I'm at the gym at 6.15 or at 7.20. So 
every day is different, but I always plan my day really quite routine. And then I'll put my training session in there like, like a meeting and I won't cancel it. So sometimes I'll train at 9.30, sometimes I'll train at 6.30 at night. Whatever the training session is, it's in my calendar. And then I'll mix the day up. Yeah, schedule it in. So then I'll mix my day up with what I've got going on. So if I'm recording a podcast that day, I'm putting in, you know, Uber to the podcast, which takes, I don't know, 20 minutes. Yeah. The podcast take an hour and a half, get back home. Then I might have to edit a video. Then I might have to go through captions for my content. Then I might have to go through sending, you know, sending off emails or sending ideas to clients that I'm working with. So I break my day up into the three jobs that I have. Um, and then at the end of the day, I make sure I've got time in there to cook a healthy meal. Maybe I'll do an online food shop. Maybe I'll go do a food shop. So my days are relatively structured when I'm working. Um, and then the weekends I have completely off. I feel like during this point, it's also super vital to create a schedule and more of a structure in your day. Even if you are just at home, like scheduling in time to do the washing or time to um, complete a tasks that you wouldn't normally do when you're busy. So like for me, I've been organizing my food cupboards and cleaning them out and organizing my clothes cupboards and stuff like that. So actually schedule in little tasks like that throughout your day and give yourself that sense of purpose. Like I feel like during this time, when humans aren't given purpose, we literally create like things like depression or anxiety and stuff that isn't going to um, benefit our mental state at all. So it's so important to give yourself a little schedule and to, a to-do list every single day, especially through this isolation. Something that I've, um, I personally struggle with when it comes to scheduling is I struggle to schedule in like the tasks that I don't want to do. So I'll just be like, Oh, I'll do them. I'll do them when I want to do them. But the thing is you're never going to want to do them. For, for example, I love to, create. I love to create content. I love to um, get on podcasts, record, take photos, cook. But when it comes down to the editing side, that's something that I will push away. So something that I've implemented um, as of recently, and I'll tell you why, is the reward system. So when I am, when I need to do a task, for example, editing, I'll pop down an hour of editing and then after that, a reward system. So 30 minutes of something that I've been wanting to do, whether it is a workout or make a treat and you know make like a healthy lunch or something. So I will give myself that sense of like, okay, I only have to like smash it an hour and then afterwards I get this. So it's giving your mind that reward system so you can you can achieve it and you're more likely to start it when you are needing to start it. And the funny thing is how I like discovered this for myself was I, um, I was telling you Katie before that I am currently homeschooling my boyfriend's kid and I help him out with it when he goes to work and he has like a bunch, he's in year four and he has like a bunch of schoolwork that he has to do every single day because the school sends them work. And, um, it's, it's crazy how much schoolwork this kid needs. And I was like, wow, I, this is a lot. And it, for him and I, it both seemed very overwhelming. So I was like, okay, I grabbed his iPad and I, I, I use um, Google Calendar. So I logged in on Google Calendar on his iPad and I made our day. So I scheduled out from nine o'clock. That's when our school schoolwork started till um, 4.30. But in between that time, he had half an hour of um, screen time. So he could go on his iPad. He had um, one, one and a half hours of bike ride. And then he would have like, you know, 30 minutes of um, games. And then throughout that, like um, his schedule, I would schedule in 
little things that he could look forward to. And he loved it. He was like, oh, yes, like I can do this. And then do I get screen time? And then do I have this? And allowing yourself to have that reward system with your schedule is something that we can actually implement through this time. Like a reward system, you don't need to be doing something amazing, just something that is going to make you feel good. So maybe at 10 a.m., schedule yourself to clean the floors or to clean out your cupboard. And then after that, you know, go, go make lunch or go outside and do yoga or call a friend. It can be the simple things, but creating structure and scheduling in a day and planning it out is going to feel like you do have a little bit more of a purpose and that you're not all over the place. I love that you called it the reward system. I've been doing this for a long time. And to be honest, I don't know where I saw it. I don't know if it was in a TED talk or a podcast, but a lot of freelancers and people that work from home do this without realizing. And you have to do that because when you go to school or you go to work, you have the opportunity to, you know, take a lunch break and it's actually locked in for you. Or, you know, maybe at the end of the day, you know, you get to clock off and you call it a day. But for us, we don't have that. We have to create our own nine to five or eight to three or however you like to work. Yes, some days I work at 7 a.m. Some days I work at 8 o'clock at night. Just depends on what is like what is a priority. And sometimes I'll have deadlines and I might have to work a really crazy long day. Or some days I might be able to take Wednesdays off. So, But for me, I absolutely need structure. I absolutely need routine and I need discipline. And I love that, you know, the reward system. And for me, I've kind of done the same thing where I go, okay, I'm taking a lunch break from... Um, 12 to one, I'm going to go sit out in the sunshine. And it's really easy to fall out of um, routine when you don't have it structured. You don't have a diary. Like you Mm. need to, you need to create your own work day and you need to do it wisely. Like for me, I really like to train at like 2 PM or like 9.30. So I do, depending on like what my work day is like, sometimes I train really early in the mornings. And to be honest, I don't like doing that. And I don't like training really late at night because I just don't feel good in the mornings. And I don't like to train at night because it keeps me up. It keeps me awake. I could get really fired up and I try and sleep. So what I try and do is create the ideal day. So I'll go, ideally, I'll work from this time to this time. Ideally, I'll have my lunch then, giving me enough time to digest before my workout. So I know it seems really probably OCD, but to create the ideal day or the perfect day means that your week is, you you can get into a flow state. You can get into a creative state. And I like to now try and switch off a bit more at night because I in the past have been you know up late at night doing my emails or up late at night doing research and it's like that's not really I don't want to continue doing that's really easy to fall into bad habits when you work for yourself you need to have you need to figure out when you're most creative when you like to exercise you know and have more structure and routine and balance because it's so easy to just sit on your laptop all day, waste time, procrastinate, look on YouTube videos, get on TikTok. Like, and I'm still struggling to find that discipline as well. So I'm not sitting back with, with, with everything figured out. Like I'm still trying to figure out how I can balance my time on social media because I do a lot of time wasting still. Mm. And it's good that you can admit that because we all do. And it's just about making the habits now to becoming aware of when you work best at what time and what not to do at this time and just be like becoming more in tune with who you are and how you, how you react in situations. So for me, for example, how do you stay disciplined, babes? How do you stay disciplined? 
how do you stay disciplined without like, cause I, I really, really spend too much time on Instagram and I'm trying to set myself limits. Maybe we can do the same thing with each other. Like we have to hold each other accountable with how much screen time we're having on social media. Is that a problem for you? Um, not really. I don't struggle so much, um, with procrastination. I never have. And I can't really tell you why I just, I'm a, I think it does come down to me scheduling in. Cause I'm like, okay, I want to get this done. Like I, I get in a flow state, for example, if I'm editing or creating content, I'm in that state and it's kind of bad because even if someone tries to talk to me whilst I'm in that state, I won't actually pay attention. So it's kind of like I have, um, tunnel focus when I want to do things. So I'm really bad at multitasking and I've accepted that. So for me, I know if I'm on my phone whilst trying to edit or talk to someone, I'm not going to be able to achieve like task A at my full potential. So I've accepted that. So I know in order for me to achieve a task, I can't multitask. So if I'm editing and I have Irma, my, my girlfriend who also works with me, if I have her in the office trying to talk to me, I won't give her any attention. And she now knows that she can't actually talk to me whilst I'm editing or she has to be like, Christy, I need your attention for a second. So it's, just, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, at, it's at that point. And it's because I have, I'm someone who it's, I never was um, the smartest kid. I actually repeated you two. I dropped out in year eight. I struggle to learn. And that's something that I have accepted. So I've realized, okay, cool. I fucking hate reading. I hate, like I hate books. I struggle to learn every course that I've ever started. I never finished. And I've, I've accepted that this is what I'm like. And for me, it's about making habits and being strict on myself where I know that I need. So really I found what helps me is having that tunnel focus and that tunnel vision when I'm doing a task. So I've learned that. And if I don't, if I procrastinate, I won't achieve that task and then I just won't do it. So I've, I've kind of turned my, my like strongest weakness into my strongest strength, if that makes sense. I love that. I love that. It's interesting because I've spoken to you a few times about how you just get shit done and your attitude is amazing. You literally just do it. You don't overthink, you just jump. And I think that's, there's so much merit in that. Like you don't allow yourself to hesitate. You don't allow yourself to overthink. You just start it. And I think, I just think that's so amazing because I tend to procrastinate a bit more and I tend to overthink a bit more and I don't know I tend to to analyze I'm a real analyzer and I think that that can hold me back because procrastination genuinely is um that you fear that you can't do it or you think that you're not good enough and I think that I don't know I really admire I really admire that trait that you have thanks babe and I love that you can just openly say that you do struggle with that like on air and to people and you're also kind of like trying to figure out ways to get better at it. Like you said before, even having someone to keep you accountable, you know, yeah, for sure. You need to have an accountability partner or an accountability group. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I have accountability partners for meditation. I just did, um, a mobility challenge and I was checking with a friend of mine and she was keeping me accountable to do the challenge. So it's just important that you check in with people. And if you want to set goals or you want to like lock habits in, do it with someone that can check in with you on the, on the reg, someone that you trust um, and someone that has your back. Yeah. hundred percent experiment with little things like that, that is going to help you with your weaknesses. So 
for um for me it's having that all or nothing attitude and for maybe for you katie it's having someone to keep you accountable so experiment with things like that guys experiment with things that are going to help you and methods that are going to help you with your your weaknesses do you find that um procrastination is something that you're struggling with through isolation what are you struggling with like at the moment through all of this um i'm struggling with the social the social distancing um like i said um robbie and i have been social distancing and it's like and we're only doing your, your boyfriend correct uh yeah Yes. I mean, it's early days. It's early days. <laughs> so just it's very early. It's only been a few months. So Robbie's the guy I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lol. So I, I'm, and to be honest, I'm struggling with the distancing on all ends, like that I can't go see my friends that I, and, and look, I probably can, but I'm taking it very seriously because of my family. So I live in the city. And my roommate is um, stuck in Melbourne and she's staying in Melbourne. So I've been alone in the city for three weeks and that is tough anyway. That's really tough. And I, I'm a very social person, very. I train with friends. I get coffee with friends. I go out for drinks. I'm very, very social. And I love to touch. I love hugs. I love to hold hands. So the thing I'm struggling with the moment right now is I've taken social, like the social distancing to the extreme because... I visit my family on the weekends, like right now I'm in my family home. And what I find so hard is, you know, you're not allowed to hug, you're not allowed to touch. We spoke and about in our live that your love language is actually um, like touch, isn't it? So like, you know, yeah, how physical touch. Yeah, physical touch. So yes, that would be absolutely. so hard for you. It is really hard. And that, and so the reason why, I mean, look, I could probably... I could probably stay at Robbie's house and sleep in his bed and we could probably touch, but I'm not doing it because my brother's fiance is pregnant and she's due in 12 weeks. And also she has asthma, like she's, her immune system's a little weakened. Also my parents, if I give it to my parents, we have to shut down our business. My mum's had pneumonia. So I am just really being so vigilant with all of this because I don't want to give it to my family and I'm spending a lot of time with my family at the moment and on the weekends. So, and also I don't want to get it, but my concern more is I don't want to pass it on to the people in my family that are um, at risk. So that's it's a little, I'm bit, struggling of, it's a little bit of sacrifice for like a long lasting like success. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're sacrificing this time for your family, for your um, brother's kid is it? And you know, like there's so many bigger things that you need to be focusing on. So just for you to take this isolation seriously, like everything's going to benefit in the long run and you don't want to be like, you don't want to take that risk. It's just, I, I also think there's a lot of silver linings in this and we have to have to, look for the small daily wins. Like today I'm looking outside and it is a beautiful sunny day. And after this, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go look at the ocean. I'm going to get a get coffee. Robbie and yeah. I are going to go for a nice coaster walk. I'm not going to train 1. today. 1.5 meters apart. Like, yeah, 1.5 meters apart. I also think that throughout this time, like we have to look for the silver linings. Like are we strengthening our connections with our family and our mm. friends? Even though we may not physically be seeing them, you're FaceTiming more, you're talking to each other more. You're savoring the small moments and the small daily wins. Maybe you made yourself a beautiful lunch at home. Maybe you're learning to cook. Maybe you're learning to play card games or you're learning a language or you're studying that, you're doing that 
um, online course you never did because you've got the time and you're looking for the good in the day or the good in others and it's increasing your resilience. So I just think there's so many little silver linings in this. Like nature is healing. Like in Italy, in Venice, the the Venice waters are clear, you know, yeah, there's, there's deer on the streets in less Japan. Pollution. So yeah. Less pollution. There'd be more less rubbish in the ocean. Exactly. So there's just, there's so many little wins we have to look oh. at because otherwise we just get so consumed by the fear and the darkness and, Oh, if you're just gonna if you're just gonna watch the news every morning, you're just gonna be told how horrible this is and how you know how many and it people is horrible, are dying. But yes, it yeah, is. that's exactly right. But you you choose what you what you can take from this because we're all in it together. Exactly. Yeah. So that's you as an right. individual, what are you? What are your positives that you're getting from this? I'm spending more time with my family. I'm facetiming my my friends so much more. I'm connecting with them. Everyone's asking me how I am. I'm asking everyone else how they are. And don't get me wrong, I've always asked people how are they. And I mean, how are you really? Like I don't call my friends and, and small talk. We dive straight in and I always well, honestly, say, out of ever out of everyone I know, you are the least surface conversation person I've ever met. And I love it so much. And you put so much effort into each individual and like you'll you'll answer a phone call and you'll be like, Hey, how are you? How are you really? And how's this going? I've seen that you've just done this and I've seen you're doing this on the weekend. Like you put genuine effort into each connection. And that's something that I have noticed about you and I love it. And everyone that I've ever met and we speak about you, that's exactly what they say too. So that is a trait that like is, oh, it's, it's a power. You go girl. Thank you. Oh, thank you, darling. That's so nice. I, I really appreciate that. Cause I, I do, I, I really value my friendships and, and connection and community is a major, like it's one of my highest values. It's, I think health is my highest value, but the second one would be community, um, community and connection and having real connections. So, I mean, I've definitely strengthened connections throughout this time. Obviously not seeing people, but we're FaceTiming, you know, every, most mornings, my girlfriends and I FaceTime, there's like six of us and my, my friend's got a baby and she shows us the baby. And so we, we, it is difficult, but we're, we're adapting. And I do think that this period for me is allowing me to slow down and think about what's truly important, which is friends, family, health, connection. Um, you know, I've lost money throughout this period. I've lost quite a bit of money and that's okay because that is really what is not important. I'm focusing on the simple things. I'm focusing on what truly makes me happy. Um, and I'm slowing down, you know, I've been, I've been drawing, I've been reading, I've been still been doing a lot of work. Um, but it's just really made me realize what is truly important. And, I did, I was getting so caught up in work and don't get me wrong, work is a major part of my life and I'm very career driven, but it's not the be all and end all and it's teaching us so, like, it's just, it's such a, it's such a lesson to slow down and appreciate the small things and also appreciate nature. Like nature is something we all need. Movement is something we all need. Everyone now is getting out in nature probably more than they ever have. Exactly. When, you know, when they're yeah. to. People are exercising more than they ever have because they can't. So <laughs> no, I just think it's, um, it's such a testing time, but it's teaching mm-hmm. us resilience. It's teaching me resilience. And I don't know, I think so much good is going to come from this when we get out the back end of it. We're, we're now looking at small businesses. How can we help 
small business, how can we grow small business? How can we support local? How can we support each other? So we're all in this together. And I do think that now the shock is wearing off with all the hoarding and the carry on at Coles and Woolies. And now people are starting to um, appreciate each other and appreciate that we're all in this together. And it's kind of like they're also realizing that they're never going to take um, advantage of freedom again. Yes. Yeah. It's something so little, but it's something, especially in Australia, that we don't ever, ever consider or think about. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Well, we're we're, we're in the middle of probably, this is never going to happen again for us, I don't think. Yeah, no. We have our whole life to to be outside and to go to the gym. So maybe use this time to... Do these other to do the things yeah. that you've been putting off. I've been, I've been doing the things I've been putting off and it's like people now are, you know, cleaning their cupboards, going through all their stuff. Um, like I said, they're, they're creating and they're hopefully not consuming as much media or consuming as much social media. Hopefully people mm-hmm. are, are disconnecting a little bit to reconnect to themselves. Uh, disconnect to reconnect. Well, love that. Actually literally writing that down right now as we speak, disconnecting to reconnect. That's going in my journal. Yep. It's going on my yeah, wall. <laughs> how, how can um, others benefit from isolation? So you've said how you can benefit. And I've already taken um, some tips from you, the things that are benefiting from you. I've literally taken that I want to start applying, like, you know, getting outside in nature more and, you know, scheduling in nature time just in my backyard. So how can others benefit from isolation? Like I said, I think people need to do the tasks and the things that they've been putting off. So use this time and also use this time to do things you wouldn't have done. Can you learn to meditate? Can you embrace um, Can you embrace journaling? Can you start looking at books that you may have never, never read? So this is a really good time to work on self-development. I've been listening to so many podcasts. I've been reading books that I never finished. Um, I've been connecting with friends that I know are having a hard time. So use this time to not think about yourself. Use this time to think about others. Use this time to, you know, if you've got, if you've got a little bit of spare cash, can you spend that on um, a business that really needs it? Um, you know, without leaving the house, can you support a local brand? So, and you know, can you get out for a quick ocean dip? Can you get out in the sun for 30 minutes, you know, to get your vitamin D? Can you learn a new skill? Maybe you're going on YouTube to do some yoga. Maybe you're going on YouTube to, um, I don't know, learn, a, learn something like do a cooking class, like find some hobbies that you, I don't know. It's just a time to self explore and also work on your self development work on your personal development that's the biggest thing for me i've just been doing so much more me time that i never ever did um so i think like you said disconnect to reconnect like yeah get off social media if you don't need to be on it like i i'm i'm finding a lot of value in social media i find it really inspiring but if social media is not serving you right now get off it if 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 you're watching way too much youtube or way too much tiktok get off it for a bit and do something for yourself like don't sit and be a personal stalker and watch everyone else's lives. What can you do to help you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think the biggest thing is what makes you feel good. People don't know what makes them happy. People don't know what makes them feel good. And this is the time now to find out. To find out what makes you feel good. What makes you happy? What hobbies do you like? What makes you feel creative? What makes you feel relaxed, calm and present and do those things? 
And do those things, especially in this time. And another isolation hack that I did want to share is do less, but do it better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is... I just wrote down isolation hacks. That's such a good one. Isolation hacks. Do less, but do it better. 100%. Do less, do better. Mm. Um, Love that. One last question, Katie. So this has nothing to do with the topic uh, of today, but I ask this with all my guests. Now, what is your balance? Okay, so my balance, and I've learned this through many years of extremism, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I, when, I was a young, when I was younger, when I was an athlete, I would train full-time, and then I would party on the weekends and just blow off all the steam, and then I would train again and then party, and then I'd get sick. So I was such an extremist with everything that I did. And now I've realized for me, I need to have my green juice and then my rosé on the weekends. So like I, I need to do my kickboxing. I need to do my kickboxing and my sprinting and my high intensity training. And then I also need to take my rest days. I need to meditate. I need to slow down. Sometimes I need to take a week off training. So for me, it's balancing the fast paced life with the slow paced life. Um, and for me, balance is listening to my body and giving my body what it needs. And the only way for me to find that is to completely slow down. So it's really hard to listen to your body when you're anxious or you're distracted or you're constantly doing. So for me, balance is slowing down enough to realize what my body needs. And that's fueling my body correctly, eating. I mean, I always eat too much, (laughs) um, but Yeah, for me, balance is listening to my body. It's taking time off social media. It's spending time with friends and family. It's working enough for me, like working enough, not overworking. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's such a hard question. But it's good because exactly what you've just said then is like me to a T so I can completely understand and relate. And it's it's the simple things in life when it comes like that actually – that, that make up the bigger picture. So training, so eating, so connections, you know, if you're overdoing any of them, it's going to be detrimental in your entire life. So just to have them three, like in a balance, having a balanced order and knowing what balance is with them, three things make up your entire life. I reckon I can, um, I, I can summarize that question better for me. Balance yeah. mm-hmm. is balancing my social health, my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health and then my financial health. That's, that's how I can describe, that's how I can describe balance to me. So if I'm overtraining, my immune system, my immune system will suffer. If I'm overworking, my mental health will suffer. suffer. If I'm over socializing, my physical health will suffer, AKA hangovers. So it's finding the balance between social, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. It's that whole balance of health. And for me, it, it, it looks every, I look at it like a pie chart and it, it always ebbs and flows. It always changes. Like there might be times where I'm working more. There might be times where I'm not seeing my friends as much. So it's, it's like a pendulum trying to balance those five factors. And don't get me wrong, the balance is always hard, but I, I always come back to that like a pie chart, like what's missing? And a lot of the time I can figure out what's missing. Oh, why am I feeling anxious? Oh, I haven't meditated in a few days. Or why am I feeling disconnected? Oh, I haven't seen my friends in a few weeks. So it's like that constant, constant coming back to those five factors of health. 
Yeah, exactly. I kind of sprung that um, question upon you, but that answer was perfect. Thanks, my love. No, thank you. And thank you for tuning in on this podcast and being an episode. I'm so, so glad that you could finally be on Your Balance Yes. Oh, I know. It's amazing. I know. I'm, I'm happy to come on anytime. I love our chats. I get so much value from them. You're, you're such a wise, you're so, I can't believe how wise you are for being so young. It's, it's amazing. You've got a, you've got like this Buddha, this 50 year old Buddha mind that's, that's lived many lifetimes. You're a very wise girl. And, and I, you, you inspire oh. me a lot. You oh, inspire me, you motivate me. <laughs> Keep going. Get in a big head. all our phone calls and all our chats like they're just so in depth so we need to just start to have our phone calls and just record them and pop i know we actually should just record our phone chats and turn them into podcasts you know i'm down i love it oh good that's that's our um that's our goal that's on our to-do list um where can everyone find you on your socials everyone is probably already following you and your podcast but if they're not where can they uh at katie williams on instagram so it's just my name and then Better For It for the podcast? Yes. Please listen to my podcast. It's called Better For It. Uh, and I do two-week challenges. So I'll go uh, sugar-free. I'll do two weeks of meditation. I did two weeks of vegan, two weeks of um, uh, mobility. And right now I'm on a fasting challenge. So I do challenges in the health and fitness industry and I, I dissect them um, and then give you a reading at the end. If I was better. So it's uh it's a really, it's a really, um, really fun, fun project. It's my, it's my favorite thing I'm doing at the moment. Give her a follow guys. And thank you for tuning in on this podcast. I'll see you later. Thank you, my love. <laughs> Bye honey. Bye. Bye.